welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Massachusetts, USA is Miss Dot Campbell. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate being here. I'm very excited. Oh, we are going to have such a great conversation and have a lot of fun. Are you ready for that? I, I'm up for it. All right. That's what we want to hear. Nicole's going to read a short bio so the audience has a little bit of information about what you are and who who you are, what makes you tick and all that great stuff. And then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes and really have some conversation. So, Nicole, she's all yours. All right. Dot is the founder of Self Power Center and has been training and mentoring individuals on their spiritual path for over 30 years. She has a doctorate in metaphysical science, a master's degree in education, is a National Guild of Hypnosis certified hypnosis instructor, a UC and Karuna Riki master teacher an intuitive dowser, and a graduate of the Silva Method and the Open Door School of Energy Healing. She is also certified in Advanced Hypnosis, NLP, EFT, Mind-Body Therapy, and a Holistic Intuitive Coach. Dot is a speaker on the international level and is a published author. Dot is dedicated to guiding individuals on their journey of self-discovery to create a life of balance, love, and peace. Welcome to the show, Dot. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. I heard something in that bio, the Silva Method. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I took Silva Mind Control back in 1982. And that just changed everything in my life. It put sense. It made sense out of my life because coming from little farm girl, Iowa, there was nothing like that moving to the big city of Denver, Colorado, you know, because uh, I did all kinds of energy healing and psychic work and stuff. And I just thought everybody was that way. Yes. Well, they weren't. And Silva Mind Control just explained everything. Wasn't it amazing? I did it in 1973. Okay. And to me, it was I, like you said, it was like you just opened the door even wider because oh, gosh. I'm going, well, now I'm not crazy. People actually do this. This is something that exists and we can actually utilize it and everybody should utilize it. So I became, you know, a, a proponent of it. I just absolutely loved it. And that was kind of one of the things that kicked the door open for me to just add more onto, you know, my, as you see my learning, everything new that comes up, I go, oh, I want to learn that. Oh, I want to learn that. So <laughs> put it in front of me. I'm going to learn it. <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's like me. It's just like soak it all up, you know, and and the kahuna. Oh, my gosh. You know, all of that is is something that's dear to my heart. You know, all these things that you're saying is like, oh, my gosh. Yes. No wonder we can collect and just, you know, just you just feel like you're at home. And, you know, when, when you look at the metaphysical realm back in the day, you know, it, it was like people looked at you like this and, and oh. ran, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it was like, you know, from childhood on up, it was like, she's a little strange, you know, and I go, oh, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> exactly. Was okay with me being strange. I was, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was fine. They were, they kind of thought I was strange because I was an only child and I had nobody to play with. So I was playing with all these voices and stuff. So they said, well, you know, that's okay. She has to do that. <laughs> well, you had a good excuse. I didn't have that excuse. I had 10 brothers and sisters, so that, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, that's a little different. Yeah, I just, um, I, I think part of, of my being initiated into the whole process and the metaphysical and allowing it to happen was because I was alone so much. So right. I didn't have anybody to talk to, so I talked to anybody with, that would listen, whether it was guides or angels or the universe whoever i would speak and if they spoke back i listened so exactly that's i mean that's just what you had to do i, I had conversations with myself all the time you know and it's like at least i knew i was listening yeah well you know <laughs> i had some mugs that i made that says sometimes the only intelligent conversation you can have is with yourself i love that i love that i, I agree a hundred percent right because i'm always right yeah <laughs> No judgment there. That's it. <laughs> exactly right. You know, and, you know, so it, it's interesting to, you know, see all the beautiful things that you've done and, and come up in the, you know, through the, the jungles and everything and, and come out the other side. And now the world is, is embracing all of that, that used to be so strange and foreign and like run for your life type things. And it's like science came along and now can prove everything that we you know that that we were doing back in the day just mm -hmm. you know and I kept doing it because it was fun right yeah. probably just like you and it's like well I don't care what anybody says I like this stuff right yeah. this is all good you know no judgment it's all it's all good right yeah. and especially when you're coming up through the corporate world um it is, you know, when I was coming up through the corporate world, it was a different time for women anyway, even in the corporate world. Yeah. But then when you had this in your back pocket, it was like, you know, I always knew what was going to happen in the company, but there was nobody I could run to and say, you know, this is what's going to happen. Because they go, well, wait a minute, who are you talking to? You know, who, who, who leaked that out? So it was a very tricky, unfortunately, most of my bosses that I worked for trusted me and would just go along with what I said. And most of them never asked me where I got the information from. They were just happy to get it and use it. Well, there you go. Sometimes that's what you got to do. It's like, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, as they say, right? right? That's it. That's it. As long as it's working, don't try to fix it. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, I know when, when I first started in this industry and stuff and, you know, full time was like in the mid 90s and, and I hit the road. Right. And just went to, you know, different areas. And, and I found, you know, going around Montana and Wyoming and Colorado and, you know, some of the outlying areas in the small towns were more receptive even than the bigger cities because mm -hmm. it's like they were hungry for it, you know. And, and now well, let's take a look at technology. Here we are, you know, well, we didn't have Zooms and, and, and virtual realities and, you know, all these all this technology is with the internet like we have today, which now even makes the world tighter and smaller, you know, and, and you had mentioned something before we, um, 
come on the show about having to drive to places and and get on a stage and you know all of this kind of stuff and it's great and i i still i think about this and you said well they had to put me on a crate because i was so small you know because <laughs> nobody could see me if i was on the stage or weren't on the stage i i, I feel your pain i'm only five foot myself so it's yeah. like okay Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you thought, hey, give me a ladder. Let me get up on a ladder just so people can see me and hear me. But that it was just amazing. But now that you can, like, we're sitting here, you know, I'm in my sacred space here, speaking to you, sitting down, you know, exactly. it's amazing how many people this will reach that, you know, aren't even in this country, which is great. Oh, it, it has made, like I said, the world so much smaller that you don't have to get out and drive for hours, right? And and then get there and, and then get cleaned up or spend the night and then get started. And, you know, it, it's so much more cost effective yes. and time effective, right? It is. It's so good. And, you know, as energy workers and spiritual people, it's amazing how the energy still gets across. You know, when I first started doing this work and doing it on um, calls and on the Internet and that people go, well, you know, what about the energy? You know, how are we going to feel that energy? I said, just sit back. It'll come. Just, you know, relax and let it happen because energy is energy. It's everywhere. It doesn't have to be in the same room with you. It's it's going to get to you. So, yeah, there's no barrier when it comes yeah. to energy, right? No, there's not because you can be in a room of 500 people, which I have been and speaking, and you lose half of the people because they're like looking at the person next to them. And, you know, and now people look at their phones all the time and everything, you know. And so now it's like you have more of a captive audience because the people that are watching you are watching you. They're not looking at their neighbor next to them. They're not looking at their phone. They are focused on you and what you're saying to them. So to me, I'm able to direct energy even stronger to everybody that's out there because I'm focused and they are focused on me. So they're able to receive it much better. You know, I, I would agree with that, you know, because it, like you said, the, the static, the, all, all the noise that's going around, you know, so when you have your clients, you know, on a Zoom or on just a conference type call. And that's the nice thing about virtual reality, having them in there, you they're there in that avatar form present, but you don't have the static and the other, the other uh, noises. So yeah. when you're working with these clients, you know, like you said, the energy, you know, you could, you could give more because you were freer and you didn't, you know, when you're on stage, I think a lot of people don't realize when you're on stage, you see every movement that's out there, yes. right? And and that can be sometimes a little shocking, depending on what's going on out there in that audience, right? right. Yeah, so talk a little bit about your clients and, you know, when you're working that energy and how you bring them together, because obviously the way you're talking here, it's it's in a group. It's not just one-on-one. -on -one. I'm, I'm sure you probably do one-on-one -on -one and a group. And how that actually works and how do you get your your clients, you know, that draw to to be in that in that um, group with you. And and you know, is it is it just meditations? Kind of explain a little bit to the audience what exactly it is that you do when they join you for one of these little adventures. Okay. Um, all of my students and clients have come to me through word of mouth. 
I've never done any, in fact, podcasts are the first things I've ever done for marketing or anything. I've never marketed or advertised. It's always been through word of mouth. So if I'm having a class or I'm having a meditation session, I encourage them to bring anybody else on that would maybe need some help or that wants to. I love working with newbies, the people who are just putting their toes into the water and saying, well, I don't know about this. You know, I've heard about it, but I don't want anybody to know I'm doing this. And once they get on the calls and they start hearing what's going on and go through the meditation, it just wraps their heart so tightly that they just, they can't wait for the next one to come on. And then they want to know what class do you have now? And what class do you have later? So I kind of build my classes around what my students are looking for and what they're asking for. So the, the first classes that I did were totally for women, and that was back in the um, early, early 80s. Um, and, and it was about women, you know, in industry that were in corporate that were really struggling. And so I got them together and I started teaching classes in, in the colleges at night to just help them move forward and get onto it. Because while I was with, <laughs> while I was in corporate, I, because I'm a holistic intuitive, I always kind of knew what was going on next. So I knew what, where the company was headed. So I could always set myself up to go along with where they were going. And due to that, I moved up very quickly in the companies. And women would come to me and they'd come in my office and they'd close the door and they go, okay, I need to know how you're doing this. How are you moving up through the company? We know you're too square to be sleeping with anybody. So how are you? <laughs> they said that to me. They absolutely said that. I said, first of all, thank you. And secondly, let me give you my Campbell speech 101 and tell you how to do this. And so I just bring them on from them. So a lot of the women that I started with were all in corporations. Um, and then they would bring their friends. And then once we got to the point where the technology moved forward, I did conference calls. So I went, I did the colleges at night and I spoke in the 80s and 90s, I spoke a lot at women's networking groups. And uh, they were mostly corporate oriented. and just, I just felt that women needed to have enough self-confidence in their self to understand that we are, we are moving the world. Women are the catalyst in this world to make it go forward in a positive way. But um, we don't always think that because of societal things, because of upbringing and what, you know, and my whole history came from the fact that I was in fourth grade, they told me I was slow. And I was too stubborn to accept that. So I found ways to not be slow. So all of those things that I found how to do is what I keep passing on to everybody else about having enough confidence in yourself and going after the things that you can do. We are born with so many amazing gifts. And as we grow up, even in just elementary school, those gifts are shoved to the back. So what I try to do is have them come forward again and realize that you have amazing, amazing gifts and energy within you to do whatever you want to do in this world for the better good. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's it's so well needed. And and what I see happening, and I'm sure you do too, is it is finally people are collaborating and 
joining forces and coming together, you know, as a unit instead of trying to fight the world on their own, right? Exactly. Yes, very much so. And and realizing too that they're not alone. A lot of us think that what we're thinking or what we're being held back by, we're the only one that that's happening to. And it's not. We're all doing the same things. And so we can all use the same gifts to get to where we need to go. You just need to know the tools and techniques to get there. It's not anything I teach is very easy. I don't teach anything difficult. I'm a very, as I said, in fourth grade, I was slow. So it's like everything I do is very simple, easy to learn. It's just a matter of repetition and knowing the tools and how to use it and to continue to use it. So the, the reason I was diagnosed as slow in fourth grade is I'm dyslexic. But at that point in time, they didn't even, that word wasn't invented yet. So when I was 42 years old, I was diagnosed as dyslexic. So all of those years I went through with straight A's and all kinds of certifications and I was an officer at a bank. So it, it, you can overcome a lot of words that people say. And that's been my whole mission in life for people to understand that a label does not define you. You define Exactly. Thank you for sharing that. That is so true. And, and we as women, I think more so than men, allow a comment or a statement or like you say, a word to define us and, or an event to define us. And, and it's not right. So awesome. to be able to get past that, you know, and, and like you say, build that confidence and that self-esteem and that self-value and the self-worth. And, you know, now I, I've loved what's going on here over the last, I want to say probably the last decade, and it just keeps getting broader and broader, where women are uniting as a, as a force, as a oneness force in, in a balanced manner, not with a pendulum clear over here or clear over there, but now kind of in that center, you know, and, and telling their story, sharing it in, in a book and sharing it on stages and, and being able to work and come together in speaking engagements and summits and masterminds and really putting it out there and saying, yes. And, and I also love what you said, you know, we all have gifts. It's whether we choose to use them or not. And it's not a complicated thing to do. It's just paying attention, listening, like you said, to that inner voice, you know, listen to yourself because yourself knows best. And that's your connection with your higher source, your divine, your God, you know, however you see and believe that, you know, it's that, it's that powerful force that you're united with and pay attention because in the end, nothing counts except you, right? Exactly. I, I, I I'm in the middle of a book right now because all my students, I say it to them constantly, it all begins and ends with you. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. It's you. It's your choice. You know, life is full of choices and you can choose to be miserable and take on everything that judgment that people are giving you, or you can choose to say, wait a minute, I'm a lot, I'm unique. I have a lot of value here. What of my value can I share with the world that will make me and the world a better place? And it's it's not that tough. <laughs> I know it's no. <laughs> for you to say. I go, well, you know, 
everybody can say it. It's a matter of doing it. And that's really my passion is to get people to not only hear me, because sometimes I'll say something, something and they'll go, how come nobody ever said that to me? I said, well, because you never talked to me before. There you go. So it's it's a matter of the knowledge is out there. It's whether or not somebody shares it with you or if you're ready to hear it. A lot of times we hear things, but we're not ready. So it right. kind of go we go a different direction. We go, yeah, well, that sounds good, but that doesn't sound like me. So <laughs> my job is to make you understand that it is you, that you can have anything you want in this world within reason that's for your highest good with not a lot of pain and suffering exactly and and it's so critical to what you said you know is to just do it and not just do it once but be consistent yes. right all right, right. The repetition is so so important i do a lot of teaching about the subconscious mind and that's where that all comes from and you figure when we're growing up we're living in a world of imagination until you get to school then it's not imagination anymore. It's competition. You have to have the grades, you have to win, you have to lose. So our whole imagination gets shoved to the background. And our imagination is what creates what we're thinking about and what we can create in the world. If we can't imagine it, we can't do it. You know, that right there, that statement is so bold and so strong and so powerful. And it it imagination is directly connected with intention and so that is critical and to really understand that and it is simple sometimes it's not easy but it's very simple so dot we could go for hours and days. days we'll just sit here for a couple of days oh my goodness i mean we could it could just go on and on and on we we're definitely going to have to have you come back for part two and part three and part four <laughs> but Somebody says to me, "Where? Well, how do you find the words? You know, explain it." I said, "It's not about the words." I said, "I have too many words and not enough time." Yeah, that, <laughs> I, that's true. I, I got to remember that. That's true. That's right. A lot of words, but not enough time to get them out. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Nicole is going to have some questions for you because she likes to find out what those pivoting moments were to get you to this place here today. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back shortly. And welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Massachusetts is Dot Campbell. She has been sharing some absolutely wonderful morsels of wisdom over the years of her training, teaching, and having fun with clients and changing lives and changing the world. So now, Nicole's going to have a conversation with her to get a little more behind the scenes of how Dot got to where she is today. So, Nicole. Take it away. You know, with that intro, we need a drum roll. Hey, you know, because these are always the questions I ask, you know, is is basically dot. Do you you know, what was that dark night of the soul moment for you to say, hey, I'm going to take the woo out here and I'm going to do it. 
right? I'm going to embrace this woo and share it with everybody. Was there a moment, maybe even an enlightening moment for you to say, hey, I can teach this. I teach this. People ask me, what do I do? What's my magic? And I'm going to share it. And I'm going to use this as a business. What was that moment for you? Well, that moment for me started when I was very young, as I, I mentioned. Um, when I was in fourth grade, they told me I was slow, which I'm too stubborn to accept that. So I found out every way I possibly could to learn and change what I was learning. I wouldn't accept the fact that I couldn't learn things. I was not going to sit in the back of the room while everybody else was learning. So I read everything I could about it, and I really got involved a lot with the subconscious mind and our thought process and how we deal with that. Because I kept looking around, and my cousins were around me, and it, we all came up in the same environment. We were going to the same schools. How come I was, they were so smart and I was so dumb? It just made, didn't make any sense to me. What was I doing differently? So I found some things that I was doing differently and I changed those and was able to, as I said, my education alone, I had to learn how to study a certain way because I was dyslexic, which they didn't know what that was when I was growing up. So I didn't know until I was 42 that I was dyslexic. And by that time I had a number of jobs and certifications and degrees and stuff. So I knew there was a way we could do it if you just put your mind to it. Then when I was in corporate, the woman would ask me, you know, how are you doing this? What, you know, because my, my boss makes me feel bad and everything. So it was kind of the women around me that gave me the catalyst to say, okay, I did it. Let me take the same processes that I've used over the years and share with these women and see if it works for them. So that's kind of what happened. And it evolved from just teaching myself power classes to them, to then evolving into hypnosis, and then into Reiki, and then into dowsing. And it seemed like every time I turned around, the universe gave me another tool to use to help these women get to where they needed to go. Because not everything works for everybody. So you kind of have to have a lot of tools in your toolbox in order to get to where you want to go. And I think one of the defining moments was when I saw the women in my classes do amazing things in their lives, not just in the work environment, but in their relationships and in with their families. And I saw them using the tools with their children so that their children were now being able to accept that it was okay to, as the guys would say, follow that gut feeling where I was teaching them how to use their intuition. And so, you know, the, the guys are kind of like, it's, it's a gut thing, but the women were learning their intuition and I praised them every day because they would pass it on to the children. And when they passed it on to their children, their children were so much more happy. And <laughs> Isn't that the truth? On. Yes. yes. Isn't I, that the truth? I, I, I love that because when I was a child, I was past certain gifts um, and I was born this way. So people ask me, and I had this wonderful conversation with Leslie um, from Embrace the Woo. That's how we met, which is coming up in July 9th. Uh, and she had asked me, and I laugh about it because she'd asked me, oh, do you have certificates? And I'm like, sorry, Leslie, I was born this way, right? <laughs> um, and and it's, a, it's fun to me because it's some people have to develop and some people don't. I had to come back to it. 
and to come back to this later in life and realize where my gifts were that I could utilize in life. And I love how you, you share that simplicity because it's the gifts that we divine with, right? Whether it's a pendulum or a set of, of, of tarot cards or even angel cards or when we use, you know, many of us use essential oils and herbs and becoming that and coming back to that for me uh, after it was through healing. For me, my moment was really through healing, started to use herbs and oils and really getting in touch with nature again and, and to open up to that. And I had that bout in, in school about with dyslexia and yeah. it, it was how do, how do I learn to read? And I never read a book from cover to cover until I was in college. Mm. So it wasn't until I was, and I was a teenage mom. So about, I was about 20, early 20s. Um, just, you know, uh, and, and discovering that I can finally sit and read a book. So that was a struggle for me to do that so many times and to see the words move around and all that stuff. And of course, because I was so connected to spirit, I thought spirit was, for me, spirit was telling me different things and spelling things out. And so, you know, in, in that automatic writing and in that movement and things I see, so it kind of took me in a different way. So I had a, you know, kind of put this here in that analytical mind to read and put this over here in what spirit wanted to play with and tell me. And it's a beautiful thing when, when the children have these gifts and they're given this blessing um, and, and to say, hey, you have these gifts and to see that, that someone is sharing and as a teacher, as a mentor, you're teaching the mothers who teach their husbands, who teach their children. And, and, and it, this just that cyclical, uh, um, part of life, the continuum uh, that we forgot from back in the community, in the culture, when we had those smaller villages and we were taught these things through life and, and there was maybe the oracle and then the healer and then the, you know, um, the, the, the wayward person who traveled, uh, the gypsies who traveled to share these gifts with other people in the town and then move on when it was time to go to the next place or the next stop. And how does it all work? And many people are scared of it because they're not sure of the terminology. So right. if I pull out a Ouija board, somebody's going to say, oh, gosh, that's so scary. And it's full of, uh, you know, it's full of bad things and demons. Well, it's not unless you put it in there. And it's a divining tool to automatically write. So if I take my pen and a pad of paper and I'm in spirit and I'm writing, of course, you can't always read it. Um, but you get what the message that you need from spirit and from the channeling is still automatic writing. When we say spelling or you're spellbound by somebody, those are words, they're phrases that somebody utilizes, a chant, a prayer. And how do you pivot to talk to the people you're sharing that with? And I'm sure in this time that you've, you've, you've gone through healing and teaching that you're sharing with people, you know, how to utilize it for them where they can connect to that divinity. Yes, I've been very blessed because the universe, I say universe, God, Buddha, whoever you, you believe the higher power is, um, has always given me the right analogy to use for somebody. I'm explaining the same thing, but the analogy is totally different. And I will sit there and listen to myself saying these things and people go, oh, no, that makes total sense to me. 
but it wouldn't have made sense to the person that was in front of them because that analogy did not resonate with them. So I've been blessed enough that the universe always gives me the right analogy for that particular individual that I'm working with at that point in time to make it clear to them to understand how unique and amazing they are and how they can use their energy to heal themselves and others. So it's it's just amazing to me. I You started from the beginning. I always had it, but didn't know what it was. I didn't know what to do with it. So as I was going through life, I kept searching for reasons to confirm what I was doing. So that's why I kept studying everything, hypnosis, Reiki, because I was doing all these things and going, there's got to be a reason this is happening. I had a very logical mind and it was like, there's got to be somebody that can confirm to me that I'm not wacko, that this is a good thing and that I need to share it with others. Nicole, you're still muted. There we go. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. So for some reason, maybe I clicked too many times, but that is the power of, um, you know, being online and trying to do everything here as the controller. But I, I love that. I say embrace the crazy. Yeah. right em embrace that part of you those superpowers those supernatural powers that are you you know um and, and your gift and and we do we look for that in 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 ourselves and to share that with others um to share that we are gifted and we have that ability there are many people that i've seen in coming up to 50 years now is that that there are many people who didn't have that or who weren't open to that and are coming open. And, and so being able to be open and to have um, focus and, and a certain sense of control because you have understanding when you do your rituals, uh, when you practice uh, in that practice of your craft, uh, you are continuing to develop a specific habit where you can hone things and bring it back to a smaller, simpler, part of time and instead of having to do these main rituals which you do on a full moon or you do on a, a, a solar eclipse or you know um, anything like that you can do them in small amounts and they're small little increments and I love how you say that simple but uh, let me ask you here I'm looking online at you and I love this title of what you have on here it says you're not the basami a beginner's guide to take control of your life um, and, and I've been called to bring that up and say, hey, you talked about the subconscious mind. And when people start to take that back and they get that self-esteem, I love to share self-awareness and awakening and being aware of our environment. And it seems that you opening up, you became aware of your environment. And now you see that the environment's not only physical, it's mental, emotional. And when that all comes together, what happens in life? Well, my whole self-power is bringing body, mind, and spirit together as one. I can't, when I was dealing with people, you can't deal with one part of you. I have to deal with the whole of you. And the whole of you is in control, and your subconscious mind is the biggest controller from when we're very, very young. We're programmed to do certain things. We're trained to do certain things, sometimes without even knowing that it's happening as small children, we're sponges and whatever our adults or our peers or that 
recommend that we do, we go ahead and do. And then later on in life, it doesn't serve us very well. So my whole mission and purpose is to have people recognize that subconscious mind process. Because for me, my subconscious is connected to my higher self that's connected to source. Because I don't think my conscious mind would understand my higher self. I mean, it's just the communication is not the same. <laughs> if you're in meditation, you are not using your conscious mind. I mean, so many things mm -hmm. that we do, we have to turn off our conscious mind to really be protective. Your subconscious mind is doing 99.9% .9 of the work. Your conscious mind is taking over whatever the subconscious mind decides to do. So if your subconscious mind is running on autopilot, how can you ever attain where you want to attain if you're doing the same thing over and over again you know it's like Einstein's theory you know it's like insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again expecting something to change it doesn't we have to take control of that and I love using especially with the children because once they realize that they are in control of their thought process they choose the right thoughts they don't go along with all the other kids. They decide what they want to be and they go that direction. And it's best for them. But the subconscious mind really is the boss of us if you don't take control of it. Because we've been <laughs> programmed over so many years. And, you know, I've been teaching my students this for eons and giving them papers and classes and stuff. And they finally say, can't you just put this all together in a book so we don't have to carry around all these pieces of paper? And I said, okay, I'll do that. Then I had trouble thinking a title for the book. And then, you know, it just came one day and said, yeah, you're not the boss of me. I'm taking over now. I'm going to do what I need to do. And really, you get I get to the point further on down the line when I'm talking to people, it's the subconscious mind and your energy are so connected and people don't realize that your subconscious energy. mind is controlling all of that internal process it's connected to all your emotions and your yes. energy is part of your emotions so if you have all this negative thought process and emotion going through you you cannot take that vibration up to where it needs to be no, you can't. A hundred percent. No, you can't. You cannot take that. When, when, when you have that separation of left and right brain, male and female, the balance is a hundred percent. We have to balance top and bottom. We have to balance left and right. We have to have that balance physically, mentally, and emotionally. And when you don't, aren't the boss and you don't tell your fair gremlins to, hey, here's a sucker, go sit in the corner, chill out. Let that subconscious go take a break and say, hey, I've got this. We start to listen to our intuition. When we don't listen to our intuition, that mental health, there's a big mental health breakdown. We don't listen to our heart. We don't listen to our intuition. We don't listen to our, our physical body. We don't go out and get exercise, get sunshine, take a nap, do self-care. We break down. And that's where the mental health kicks in because those fear gremlins and that subconscious tape keeps playing around and around in our mind. And that's where we're at all the time. When you're breaking down, when you're being dramatic, when you're, when you're uh, in constant hysterics all the time and you cannot focus and you, and you can't come to terms with the answer and you keep fighting it or you forget you're in a fog or your health is bad, that's because it is really about that mind control to say, oh, okay, maybe I don't got this, maybe I need help. 
maybe I do got this and it's okay. And to move forward with that, to be the boss of yourself and to teach that in, um, you know, in, in that form of being your own boss. And that, that is very much uh, seeing that even working in the casino. I worked uh, security and law enforcement for, you know, for 22 years and watching people who cannot, I mean, go, go have fun, go have a good time, but there's a break. Yes. And there's a mentality when you break and you're no longer having fun. And so what we did was we had to become, come in and, and be the police of you and be your boss for a second and say, hey, come sit down. You're, you're out of control. You're going, you're going wacko. You're going crazy. And that was 2020, uh, 2020 really Pluto coming in and saying, Hey, let's uncover what's going on. Not just that, not just people, but the triggers that we're having, we're constantly triggered. Why? Because we don't have the self leadership that we need to give ourselves. We don't, we have no awareness of us, our environment. And when we don't have that, we can't lead ourselves. We're constantly triggered. We're on our soapbox. We got our bullhorn and we're like, hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to my pain. I, I'm a survivor. Well, you need to move to a mentor. And you've done that very successfully, become the mentor. But let's uh, pivot into the reason we met is, 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 and the reason we're here today which is July 9th, and it's about Embrace the Woo Summit. And it's really an immersive, experimental, uh, alternative healing and transformation event where there's going to be speakers. I know I'm going to be one, and you, Dot, are going to be one. And then we're going to have breakout rooms uh, where we're going to do quick little healings and, and share with people, hey, we're going to share our superpowers, our energy, um, um, I'm doing a three-card draw and some angelic uh, Reiki healing, um, and, and we can all break out. So what are you doing uh, at that summit, Dot? Okay, um, I have a couple things that I've thrown in there, and one is energy transmission. So I want people to experience, there's a lot of people that have never felt the movement of energy. So they know it's there, they know it exists, but I'm able to have it transmit to them so that they actually can feel the energy moving through their body. And once they do that, they get more connected to being able to do it. Uh, twice a month, I have um, free conversations with, with people on the um, conference calls. And that's what we do. And a lot of people that are on the calls have are not Reiki practitioners, are not healers, or they just want to experience that sensation of the energy and healing. So that's one of the things that I want, because I think there's going to be a lot of newbies come on, because this is such an amazing process that is being put together, so that, um, you know, people that just want to put their toes in the water, can do it without any judgment, without anything happening, and so that they can understand it and then maybe move on to more learning for themselves. But that's one. The other one is um, hypnosis. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to, has always been afraid to do hypnosis and would like to go through a session just to see what it feels like and to maybe change a habit that they're going through or change... Um, a self-opinion of themselves because a lot of people have a distorted idea of what hypnosis is and hypnosis is all self-hypnosis there really is no such thing as hypnosis it's all self-hypnosis so i can't hypnotize you unless you give me permission to do so but there are so many things that you can do in a short period of time that can help you 
get that subconscious mind because that's what we're doing with hypnosis we're moving that subconscious mind to where we want it to respond to not with the person next door or our teachers or whatever what do we want our response to be to a certain process and i've created a lot of easy easy tools and techniques that people can use um, that are really really easy that they use over the years it's simple to do but those are the two things and i threw hypnosis in because i think we're doing a lot of healing there are so many amazing amazing people like yourself or beverly that that are going to be sharing things and so i thought i didn't know whether anybody would do hypnosis or not and i really have done had a lot of excellent experiences especially with children small children are great with hypnosis they just love it and they can I've had children change their whole study plans, um, how they respond to siblings. Um, and again, hypnosis is about words. So, and that that's one of my passions too, is that words, it, it's to know what a word means before you say it, it's very important. <laughs> it is, it is. And, and I, uh, I love that you're, you're doing that and you, you have such a focus on children and, and the family dynamic because the children change, the parents change. Yeah. And sometimes the parents aren't ready for something unless they see the children in it and the joy uh, and the power and the sparkle and the enlightenment and the healing that comes with that uh, when you share it with a child because they're so susceptible and so welcoming. Yes. to that power and one of the wonderful things is i i said i don't do any marketing or anything but whether i start with the parents or whether i start with the children i end up with the whole family eventually the entire family ends up coming to me one will come for something that a friend sent them for they go home and next thing i know one of the other members of the family is calling and saying you know can you do that for me or can you teach me to do that so once you get the whole family involved you have a whole unit that is so amazing now and are so reliant on each other and so supportive of each other moving forward and becoming healing individuals. It's just, you know, I couldn't stop this work if I wanted to. <laughs> and I hope you don't. And I'm so glad about that because I've learned I have a client that I worked on and I worked on her daughter and I, I, I removed a few entities from her. Um, and we've done some coaching and some one-to-one -one and some healing and still converse uh, and, and talk to each other. So, so pulling that is she is also now connected to her family where she was very separated and it's very distancing. And that is such a beautiful thing to be able to heal that. And you heal the DNA and I work with biohacking. So really changing um, that frequency at a cellular level you really, you, that's what you do when you remove those attachments um, and you bring in the light and the healing and the energy and, and, and you bring in that new consciousness and you fill it because you can't just take it out. You've got to put something in its place. Otherwise, somebody else will put that in. It's like cleaning out all the junk that you've been hoarding for years in your closet. All of a sudden, it explodes at you one day when you open it up. You take everything out and then it's empty, but you start to put new things in. Are you utilizing those new pants? Are you wearing that new outfit? Are you using it? Are you just stuffing it in again? So how do you do that? And when you make room, when you clean out, you make room, you make room for all the good stuff. And you said allowance and allowing. So remembering that people are the I am, they, they have the free will, 
They need to allow that to come in. And it's a wonderful thing. Even if you've had healings before, you can come in and just get these quick healings and, and get a quick biohack, you know, work with DOT, do the hypnosis and, and feel a little something different. Sometimes a day of it, it's going to be a marathon. And, and sometimes just coming into that marathon of people and that event, it is we, the, with the intent to change the dynamic there, the change of the dynamic of the people, the speakers, the people who come in, the patrons, and then also uh, people around us. So, so we can constantly have that continuity of movement. And again, uh, folks, it's on July 9th, and it is a long, it is a, a, a big marathon event for you to come in, hear speakers, get some healing, feel the energy. I'm sure you can get the videos uh, of whatnot and, and bring that in too. Um, and, and so watching those healings later because the intent will be to go back in and have that healing at a later time, which is a wonderful, phenomenal thing uh, when we embrace the technology and the media as it's meant to do for something good. And so thank you, Dot, so much uh, for doing this uh, and being here with us. I'm going to bring uh, Beverly in here again. We'll have all the links uh, below for you um, and for people to follow you, Dot, and for people to uh, go ahead and become part of the event. Wow. I'm sitting here listening to you ladies talk and it's like, oh, I could just like live here. This is so awesome. <laughs> and uh, your event, Embrace the Woo, sounds absolutely wonderful. Something that is so needed and, and you know, to get that out there, you know, where people are beginning to understand and, and they're hungry for that. As we talked a little bit earlier in the show, you know, people are really hungry now for what is there and the science is behind it. And people are beginning to realize that, you know what, as the human element, people need people and we're all one and we need to work together now as that unit. And so bringing that together and being a part of that, you know, I'm proud of you ladies and everyone else that's going to be on this uh, program with you guys and looking forward to it as well. And uh, like Nicole said, we're going to get it out there for you. Yeah. Uh, but before we leave today, we like to end the show with three things, three tips that the audience can take with them today. The easy, simple things, because you like simple, easy, which is great, so that they can start as soon as the show ends. They can start putting it into action and being consistent with it to start that maybe that first baby step into changing and becoming the best them that they can possibly be. So what would those three major points be? Okay. The biggest one that will... Do it's very simple and it'll make big changes. Um, I wrote it in a book. I don't know how many back in the nineties. I don't know what it was. It's called emotional CPR. So you know what regular CPR is? It's breathing life back into your body. Well, my emotional CPR is breathing life back into your spirit. So so many every the C stands for cancel. The P and the R stand for positively replace. So when you find yourself making judgments on yourself or saying negative things to yourself or someone else says something very judgmental or negative to you, in your head, you just say the word cancel and then you positively replace 
something you feel about yourself. I have most of my students and clients start out with, I'm a loving, caring person. So every time that judgment goes by, the, you know, you say to yourself, oh, why did I do that? That was so dumb. You just say in your head, cancel. I'm a loving, caring person. Or you can put something together that is for that precise thing. Now, I'm very smart. Something that will counteract it because when Nicole and I were speaking, the whole thing about is the subconscious mind abhors a vacuum. So you can say the word cancel. That doesn't do anything. The subconscious mind is going to go back to that negative junk that you were talking about. But if you say cancel and then replace it with something more positive, it's going to focus on that positive. It's going to look at the last thing it heard you process. So it's very simple, easy to remember, emotional CPR. Cancel, PR is for positive replace. The easiest one to start with is I'm a loving, caring person but you can make up your own for yourself. So that is the biggest one that could be. <laughs> the other ones are just words that I want you to take out of your vocabulary. Throw the word try out of your vocabulary. Try does not exist. When you say try, your subconscious mind says, we're not gonna be able to do this. You're either gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. When you say try, that's an attempt that's going to fail. Your subconscious mind accepts that. If you say to somebody, can you meet me for lunch tomorrow? And they say, well, I'll try. What's your first thought? They're not going to show up because that's why we're, how we're programmed to do. The other word is should. Get rid of the word should. We go back in our past and keep, we should have done this. We should have done that. Cancel that out. And again, go back to the emotional CPR. The word should is a past experience that's never going to bring you any satisfaction or bring you forward. So again, get the word try out of your vocabulary, get the word should out of your vocabulary, and use the emotional CPR. Those are just a couple of things. Some of the other exercises are a little bit longer than that, but those three items are so good. If you can just concentrate on those three items, I guarantee you, you're going to see a big change and how you respond to people and how they respond to you. Oh, thank you so much for that. I mean, that's just such powerful words of wisdom. And it is simple and easy. Now, the only thing that has to happen is take the action to actually do it and then be consistent and become aware of what is coming out of this mouth, what's going on up here, and make that shift. Dot, thank you again so much for being here and sharing all this powerful information and all this great wisdom. And, you know, it's going to change lives. And Nicole, thank you so much again, too, for sharing. And hey, everyone, go out there, make that the best day and be that best you. Because you know what? There's always room for improvement and we get better and better and better. So just do it. Thank you again for being here and we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye. Shungite, the EMF protection stone, premium quality goods. Introducing the Shungite Pyramid. Positive energy for your sacred space. 
wearable protection. Shungite. Scan and buy your Shungite today.